Welcome to the SportsCapping.com podcast with free handicapping advice, odds insights, picks, and predictions to help you beat the sports book. And now your hosts, Jack Jones and Brandon Lee. It's your host, Jack Jones, with the SportsCapping.com free pick podcast. We're on to week 16 NFL in the second week of bowl season. Brandon Lee and I will be giving out six free picks for you guys to bet between Saturday and Tuesday. We have two bowl picks and four NFL picks. We went 3-3 uh, three and three on our free picks last week. I went 3-0. and oh, One on UIB plus seven outright over BYU. They jumped out to a 14-0 lead as BYU looked disinterested early as expected, but eventually made a rally and only lost by three um, in what was a tight back-and-forth game in the end. But uh, we got the money plus seven and outright. Uh, also one on the Eagles minus seven in the NFL. This game was moved from Saturday to Tuesday due to covid issues for washington since i reposted it at minus six as a premium pick when the new line came out i'm counting this as a podcast winner i also won on my 10 point teaser on the bills cowboys and dolphins as all three just needed to win their game straight up and they all did um bills and cowboys won pretty easily dolphins were in a little bit of a dogfight with the jets but ended up winning by seven uh brandon welcome back to the podcast i I know it was a tough week for you last week but uh can you please recap your picks for the listeners yeah, thanks for uh, carrying the load because it did not go well for me. Uh, we had a loser on App State minus three against Western Kentucky in the Boca Raton Bowl. Felt good about this one right up until in the first half uh, until Western Kentucky got a late score, go up seven, and then they two quick scores early in the third. Nothing was all she wrote. Uh, we had another loser in the NFL in the Panthers plus 11 at the Bills. Uh, we had a shot the backdoor cover with the Panthers, closed the gap to 10 early in the fourth. Uh, really unfortunate that uh, Carolina didn't have a kicker in this game. I think that uh, could have changed the outcome here. Maybe not in who won, but who covered. Uh, teaser was also a loser. We teased both the Pats and Bengals up from 2.5 to 8.5. Uh, got there with Cincinnati in a 15-10 to 10 win, but the Patriots came up short in a 10-point loss. Uh, thought New England might uh, sneak back after a really slow start and get the, at least a tease there, but it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Patriots got back within three, and then the Colts broke like a 70-yard run. I mean, it was hard to see losing that teaser at that point. Um, and the Panthers were the right side. That kicker getting hurt before before the game, and then the Panthers just continually going for it on fourth down instead of kicking field goals. Definitely cost them the cover there. They played a competitive game against the Bills, so I think you were on the right side there too. It's just how it goes sometimes, but we are 46-42-1 this season through 15 weeks on the football free pick podcast hot uh let's see 18 9 and 1 run the last five weeks uh i'm 25 19 and 1 on the season brandon is 21 23 and 1 brings us to 295 wins 333 losses 17 pushes over the last six seasons 55.9 percent winners thousand dollar per game betters up 38,700 uh how are your premium picks doing brandon uh, it's more of the same, unfortunately. Uh, it, just I uh, kind of spoke on it last week. I mean, I, I believe I was like one or two games under 500 for the week, and then you know on the free picks I go six zero and one of the last seven days since the podcast. Jeez. Uh, now 32 and 11 on the free picks. So uh, I guess it's good for you guys, um, but uh, you know. I'm kind of excited that we're putting an end to 2021 and uh, starting 2022 because just need a little something to get it going. So, yeah, 
Uh, enjoy the free pick run while it lasts, guys. Six hundred one is awesome. I, I ever since we talked about our free pick runs last week, and I don't think I've won one since I, I said I was doing well. Uh, I have won a few actually, but uh, since like Sunday, it's been it's been rough. I think I got a push on Sunday, and then uh, I've lost uh, the last couple Monday and Tuesday. But uh, yeah, the the premium picks are going really well. Twenty winning cards the last twenty four days for premium clients, uh, dating back to November twenty eighth. Seventy four and forty five run the last twenty four days. Sixty two point two percent winners. I already have three bull picks up for games Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. 47 and 23 bull bull run we'll have my nfl finish soon for the weekend got a couple plays up already um 24 and 12 nfl run uh get a 30-day pass from me for 399 win over the next month with every premium pick i release in every sport and uh definitely hop on board brandon because i know 2022 is going to be a big year for him and uh and for both of us I'm, i'm always excited for the start of a new year but there's so much going on here these last couple weeks with bull games and everything i'm going to try to finish strong here for you guys and uh you know we've been finishing strong on this podcast 18 9 and 1 run the last five weeks and looking forward to trying to get you guys six more winners here uh what's what's your free free pick in the bowl games we're we're choosing between saturday from saturday to tuesday games brandon which one did you go with yeah i should mention uh, bowl games have been one thing i've been doing well in uh, three and one since saturday so uh the the whole unfortunately the one loser is the one i give out on here but (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to take Minnesota minus four against West Virginia in the guaranteed rate bowl on Tuesday. Uh, I think this Gophers team went into bowl preparation, riding a huge wave of momentum. They closed out the season with a 23-13 win over number 14 Wisconsin, a victory that kept the Badgers out of the Big Ten title game. So you know they got their best shot in that one. Uh, This one, uh, the one big change for the Gophers following the game was the decision of P.J. Fleck to fire offensive coordinator Mike Sanford Jr. Uh, Normally I would see this as a negative, but it's not like the Minnesota offense was doing anything on that side of the ball. Uh, I think a change could really help them. I mean, this was basically a team that just ran the football. I mean, it's not hard for somebody else to come in and call run plays. So a little change up in that, maybe a few more passes, a few more, just some different looks. It makes it harder on the other team to prepare for as well. Um, it's also worth noting that the new off- offensive coordinator is Kirk Sierroca. I believe that's how you say his name. Not sure there. Uh, he was the offensive analyst for West Virginia this season. So, um, you know, he definitely has ties. He also has ties to this program. He was the OC quarterback coach at Minnesota from 2017 to 2019. Uh, wide receivers coach uh, Matt Simon is going to serve as the interim OC in the bowl game. But you have to think maybe uh, Sierroca will be giving some sort of insight to Fleck and his staff on the Mountaineers' offense and how to best defend what they do. Uh, either way, West Virginia will have to play the bowl game without one of their top offensive weapons, as running backs uh, or as running back Letty Brown, who rushed for over a thousand yards and 13 touchdowns, has opted out. No p- other player on the team had more than 300 rushing yards. And the next best running back, running back was uh, Tony Mathis with a mere 256. Uh, didn't score any touchdowns. Uh, not to mention the Gophers' D uh, is one that really closed out the season playing well. In their last seven games, they gave up 17.3 points per game, 151.7 passing yards per game, and 116.7 rushing yards per game. Uh, not saying it's going to be a blowout because that's not necessarily what Minnesota does, but I do feel confident the Gophers can win here by at least a touchdown. Uh, give me Minnesota minus four. 
Yeah, the Big Ten seems to do very well in bowl games, while the Big 12 does not. So I don't mind this play on Minnesota, especially with running back Letty Brown out for West Virginia. This is already a suspect Mountaineers offense that was going to have trouble moving the football on Minnesota. The Gophers give up just 18.3 points per game, 284.8 yards per game on the season. They were at their best away from home, 4-1 straight up, 4-1 against the spread. In road games, allowing just 13.6 points and 249.4 yards per game. Uh, the West Virginia offense generated only 23.3 points per game this season. Their wins over Texas and Kansas to close out the season were not impressive either. Texas had basically quit at that point, and they only beat Kansas by six. I was more impressed with Minnesota's finish. They should have beat, beat Iowa. Then they went on to beat Indiana by 21 on the road and upset Wisconsin 23-13 at home. Mountaineers 3-13 and against the spread their last 16 bowl games. Gophers 4-0 straight up, 4-0 against the spread their last four bowl games. Uh, Minnesota passed for me here too, Brandon. Yeah, and one thing I want to touch with Minnesota is, I mean, you got to really think about where this team would have been if they don't lose Ibrahim in, in the first game of the season, and they don't lay those. I mean, they still went eight and four. They could have won ten games. They laid two massive eggs, losing as like a thirty-point favorite to Bowling Green and then uh, to Illinois later in the year. So, uh, really, this team's played well in big games, and I, I think they're going to be motivated here to. Uh, finish the season strong yeah pj flex one of my favorite coaches man he, he'll have him ready to go um yeah west virginia very fortunate to even be in a bowl game honestly um definitely had their over six and a half wins as one of our win totals and uh did not get there uh so they were disappointing to me and i just yeah i don't trust them very much i don't trust jared daigie at all it's just a turnover waiting to happen and he's gonna have to do more without brown so yeah and he's facing i mean a really good defense i mean the best defense in the big 12 is oklahoma state and i don't believe this or no wait that was texas tech that shot, got shut out but either okay. way i mean west virginia against that minnesota defense is it's a tall uh, task when you can't lead on your your run game. You, you know, off throw. the top of my head, I can't. I'm pretty. I can't remember for sure, but I'm pretty sure that West Virginia got throttled by Oklahoma State and only scored like three points. So that might be right. I I, I was thinking of uh, Mississippi State in the bowl game because I wanted to take a leech against his old team, but and I they got shut out against a good defense. So you know, all these games in my head that <laughs> get mixed up. Some of 20, these big twelve teams. Twenty four to three. I just looked it up quick. Yeah. Yep. At home too, and they don't. They usually yeah, play, that's where play, they well. play well. They didn't, mm-hmm. We're not a good road team. So. Yeah, they're going to struggle to score. Definitely lean under in that game too. Um, all right, I'm going to go with Georgia State minus 5.5 against Ball State. Um, I believe it's the Camellia Bowl on Saturday. Uh, Georgia State has played as well as anyone in the Sun Belt down the stretch with the exception of perhaps conference champion Louisiana. The Panthers rebounded from a 1-4 start by going 6-1 and straight up, 6-1 against the spread their final seven games. Uh, they're clearly excited to be playing in this bowl game because they earned it. Uh, they upset Coastal Carolina as 12.5-point road dogs. Their only loss during this stretch came to Sun Belt champion Louisiana, 17-21 to as 13.5-point road underdogs, but they could have easily won that game. They led with under three minutes to play. Those efforts against Coastal and Louisiana really show how good this team is. Uh, Ball State won the MAC last year and brought almost everyone back, so the Cardinals were a huge disappointment this season, finishing just 6-6. Six and six. Their last two wins to get bowl eligible over Akron and Buffalo were not, impre- not impressive at all. Those are two of the worst teams in the MAC, and they only managed 230 total yards against Buffalo and were outgained by 106 yards despite winning that game. They were outgained by 33 yards by Akron, needed to force a fumble at the goal line to escape with a 31-25 win as 20-point favorites. 
I just I like this matchup for Georgia State's offense too. Uh, the Panthers rank eighth in the country in rushing at 225 yards per game, five yards per carry. They'll be up against a Ball State defense that allows 170 rushing yards per game, 4.2 per carry. Uh, Cardinals average 336 yards on offense, give up 416 yards on defense. So they're getting out game by 80 yards per game on the season. Just not very good numbers. For, I mean team is really fortunate to be six and six honestly uh georgia state six and zero against the spread their last six games as a favorite of three and a half to ten points winning by 15.3 points per game in the spot uh panthers seven zero against the spread in the last seven against poor pass defenses that allow 62 percent completions or higher and georgia state eight and one against the spread their last nine games off a win cardinals one and four straight up one and four against the spread their last five bowl games um give me georgia state saturday i think it's going to be a route uh, I was excited to see what you had to say about this game. I honestly gave it a quick look, and these are just two teams that I really wasn't on or against much this year, so didn't really get the juices flowing, and I just wasn't real confident with how either team was going to come out on Christmas Day. You just you don't really see te- college teams play on that day. It's usually just an NBA day, and not only is it NBA this year, but we got NFL as well, so this one's going to get put on the back burner in terms of uh, – what people will be watching and betting on, but I, I like the points you make, and you know, at the very least, I'll maybe throw this in a six-point teaser with one of the NFL games because I kind of like both of those on a tease. So, um, and, and the Sun Belt's been a sneaky good team in bowl games for several years now. They, you know, they used to be the bottom of the pecking order in the FBS, and they've kind of overtaken Conference USA and the MAC. So, it's a conference on the rise, and they they seem to enjoy playing in these games. Yeah, man, last year I was on Georgia State a lot, and uh, I wish I would have stayed on them a lot this year. I think their slow start got me off them a little bit. But, uh, yeah, they you know, switched quarterbacks and have been great ever since, going 6-1 and one straight up, 6-1 and one against the spread. So, um, yeah, hopefully I'm not jumping on them too late, but I feel, I feel pretty good about this game. Um, one of my favorite ones of the bowl season, really. Uh, yeah, and I, I trust them to show up, too. Um, yeah, you make a good point about the Sun Belt. They look, they've looked great in bowl games, and it's definitely a conference that's on the rise for sure. And I, I would definitely, I, I have no problem fading the MAC. As yeah, the MAC's been awful in bowl games, so it's kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's go to the NFL. What do you like? Yeah, I'm gonna, you know, stick with the, the Minnesota vibe on this podcast. I'll take the three points with the Vikings at home as they get ready to host the Rams on Sunday. I just think L.A. is a bit overvalued coming into this game, and, and I, as I think this line should be closer to a pick I know a win is a win, a loss is a loss, but this Viking term team deserves to be better than 7-7. Seven and seven. Every single one of their losses have come by 8 points or less, 5 coming by 4 or fewer. You know, a few bounces go the other way, and they could easily be sitting here with the same, records, the same record as the Rams, and in that scenario, no way is L.A. laying a field goal in, that, in, that spot, in this spot. Uh, I also don't love the the spot for L.A. this week. Uh, while the Vikings are on a short week of rest playing Monday, the Rams are going to have only four days to prepare uh, for this game uh, after playing on Tuesday, and it's really only three when you figure in the travel to Minnesota. On top of that, it's an early ga- uh, window game on Sunday, which is always tough on the West Coast teams. It's a 10 a.m. body start time. Um Minnesota's clearly the more desperate team. Uh, I know the Rams are still trying – to get that number one seed, but it's not like they can feel all that great about catching Green Bay. While they're just one game back of the Packers in the standings, their head-to-head loss to the Packers means they'd have to make up two games with three to go, and 
Uh, Green Bay's got a depleted Browns team this week, and they still got to play the Lions. So they, they can't really be too op, uh, optimistic about that, and they really just got to start thinking about getting guys healthy and getting ready for the postseason. I mean, they do still need to win their division, so it's not like they're going to not show up. I just I don't think it'll be their A game in this one. And uh, Minnesota, they're, they're tied for the third and final wild, wild card spot with the Eagles and Saints. So, I mean, they're in playoff mode right now. I mean, any loss is pretty much game over so uh i, I think we get the best uh they got to got or they got to give on sunday rams just three and 11 since mcveigh took over after three or more consecutive wins and just two and nine ats one coming off two or more straight wins uh the last two seasons you know this is a public team that you know when they get going the books are quick to inflate on them so uh, i think they've done it here and give me the vikings plus three um, this is a tough one for me. I, I think the spot favors the Vikings for sure. You make a lot of good points on the spot with the, the Rams only have four days to prepare. Plus they're coming off two huge division wins over the Cardinals and Seahawks. So, and you got that travel too. So yeah, it's even less. And, uh, spot wise, I cannot possibly take the Rams, but the only thing that keep, keep me off the Vikings is I just don't love the matchup for the Vikings because they need Dalvin Cook to be able to run the ball to have success because I just don't trust Kirk Cousins. Uh, the Rams only give up 99 rushing yards per game, 3, 3.9 per carry. They did beat the Steelers and Bears the last two weeks, but the Rams are obviously a different animal, and they got a lot of guys back from COVID. I, I was fortunate to cash in the Vikings Monday over the Bears. Chicago kept shooting themselves in the foot, and you know after seeing the Vikings on Monday against the Bears, I just I don't really trust them. So it's I think I think the sharp side is the Vikings this week, um, especially with the Rams coming off a cover against the Seahawks that they probably shouldn't have had. Um, you know, getting a late field goal there to get the cover, but um, spot wise, it's Vikings all day. I just I'm not going to be playing this game. I'm just going to be rooting in the Vikings here. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, it is one where you got to kind of hold your nose and yep. just hope for the best. But you know, you played this spot in this, the. These you play this spot more times than not, and you're going to end up agreed. And ahead, Vikings at so. Vikings at home with something on the line is a huge home field advantage. Yeah, and the Vikings just seem to be a team that respond when they're not supposed to do well, and they're a team that fails when they're supposed to do good. Play so. to their level of competition. Yeah, for they sure. really do. So. Yeah, no doubt. No it, doubt. I, I like them in this spot. I, I don't think it. There's going to be too many people picking them to win this game. So. Uh, I just have to play it, and yep. win or lose, it, we'll take it. But yep. I, I think we're getting a good three points of value. I mean, I think it should be a pick em, So Yeah, you always got to take it then. Uh, it doesn't take many much for the line to be off in the NFL to, to pull the trigger for sure. Um, you know, I think the money – I wouldn't be surprised if this line closes less than three. So, yeah, get in on it early, guys, because I can't see it going the other way. Um I'm going to take the Bears plus six and a half at the Seahawks. Um, Seahawks just lost twenty to ten on Tuesday to the Rams. Fell to five and nine on the season. That assured they're going to have a losing record. That defeated eliminated from playoff contention. I think we see them flat on Sunday against the Bears because, you know, they finally won't finish five hundred or better with Russell Wilson as their quarterback. The fact of the matter is the Seahawks aren't aren't the better of these two teams, anyways. In my opinion, Chicago's better than their four and ten record would indicate. And I just think it's a great time to buy low on them. 
Uh, the Bears failed to cover five straight games, but they deserve to cover in almost all of those. The Bears have amazingly outgained five of their last six opponents. They outgained the Steelers by 134 yards in their two-point road loss. They outgained the Ravens by 54 yards in their three-point home loss. They outgained the Lions by 139 yards, won that game by two on a last-second field goal. Outgained the Cardinals by 72 yards, lost by 11 at home. Outgained, they were outgained by the Packers by 92 yards, but if you remember, they had a six-point halftime lead in that game. Um, and last week, outgained the Vikings by 177 yards, which is why I say I was very fortunate to get a cover on the Vikings in that game. Uh, at some point, the Bears are going to win the stats and the scoreboard, and I think this is the week against the Seahawks. Chicago has the ninth-ranked defense in the NFL, giving up 326.2 yards per game. Seattle ranks 31st in total defense, allowing 390.4 yards per game. Seattle 30th in offense at 303.4 yards per game. They're getting out game by nearly 90 yards per game on the season. I, I just think that's a sign of a really bad team. Um, Chicago 20-6 and six against the spread the last 26 games after three consecutive games with a turnover margin of minus one or worse. Um, off the loss to the Rams on Tuesday, this is also a short week for the Seahawks, getting only four days to get ready for Justin Fields and the Bears. And Fields is improved, ra- improving rapidly, and the Bears will be able to hang in this game um, just because of their elite defense. And uh, as long as they stop beating themselves, I think they stay within this number and possibly pull off the upset. So give me the Bears on Sunday. Yeah, I, I, it would be Bears or pass for me in this game. I think the only thing that would, right now is keeping me from playing Chicago is uh, this COVID stuff's going around everywhere. And they, they've got some guys that are on the list. And it, it makes me a little nervous because I think if a team like Chicago gets depleted, it's a lot easier for them to just kind of throw in the towel. Uh, with that said, I- I'm with you on the Seattle team uh, being a really bad spot here. Uh, I- one of the things I really like to look for these last few weeks of the regular season is fading teams that I feel just kind of, you know, had that all or nothing game where they really felt like they had to win to stay in the playoff race and they didn't do it. And that's the Seahawks. And, you know, while, while they're not technically eliminated, they're- I mean, they're eliminated. So it's going to be really tough for them to get up, especially, you know, coming off a division game where they put everything into it and you know they've got some guys on the COVID list as well I think given the scenario and just the talent of these two teams I mean at the most Seattle should be a minus three here and given this given the circumstances I mean this is another game that I I mean I could see it being less than close or less than a field goal close to a pickup I mean I just I don't think there's any reason for Seattle to be laying almost a touchdown here so um if every if we get a if uh you know it's not an entire team thing like we're seeing with some of these uh, teams in the NFL right now, uh, a good chance I'll uh, be joining you on this one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, all all these games you got to worry about COVID guys, but you know um, I just don't think the number is going to get much better. And uh, yeah, there's you, I I look for all those spots too. Uh, definitely teams that just suffered that one loss that's probably going to keep them out of the playoffs i think like the falcons this week but it's kind of hard to take the lines with without golf and some of the guys they're missing but it's a bad spot for the falcons after you know they're kind of their playoff hopes crushed last against the with the loss of the 49ers i think like the washington definitely coming off one of those kind of losses but they're playing a division opponent so that might be different um yeah it's but just this, a little fortunate this year because there's just so many teams in it it's like yeah. the same teams have been in it all year long and they've all got the same record that yeah it's, but you're not going to find as many spots like this yeah as you normally would and maybe not until like week 17 or 18 when 
it comes right down to it for sure and i like the fact that there's it's competitive like this though honestly because a lot of teams do pack it in and you don't you don't see that you're not kind of seeing that this year yet there's no quarterback to take for so (laughs) yeah for sure for sure no safe thing either anyways there never is almost never is but um all right let's uh move on to our nfl teasers what's your favorite teaser for week 16 all right, I'm going to do a three-team, ten-point teaser. I'm going to tease the Chargers from nine and, minus nine and a half to plus a half on the road against the Texans. You know, a little worried with LA covering that big number off that huge loss to KC. I think that's a very draining win and be tough for them to bounce back. But I'm pretty confident uh, they can get a win at the very least against a bad Houston team. Next leg uh, be the Pats. I'm going to tease them from minus two and a half to plus seven and a half uh, at home against the Bills. New England won at Buffalo in a windstorm, and I, I liked them to win again at home. I, I, I'm not quite as confident as I was going into that first meeting, but I, a, a division game, I, I think it's going to be close. And, and another division game that I, I see very similar, I'm going to tease the Broncos from plus 1 to plus 11 on the road against the Raiders. I, I know uh, Denver's going to be without Bridgewater. I just don't think it's all that detrimental to their team. I, and they've got a decent backup in Locke. I know he's got turnover problems, but... They're playing the Raiders, and Las Vegas is just not in a good spot. I know they're coming off a win against Cleveland, but they barely won that game, and that was against a depleted Browns team. And this is a Raiders team that just can't get the offense going since Gruden left. I mean, they've scored 16 points or fewer in six of the last seven games. I mean, how do you not like a team that can't score uh, where you got the other side over double digits? So. Yeah, I can't see any of these legs losing in this one, but I'm going to go opposite on that Patriots game with my teaser, which worked out well for us. Yeah, I believe we did the exact opposite. Like, you did a 10-pointer on the Bills, and that one, I did a six-pointer on the Patriots. Yeah, we're both getting them over the seven The touchdown again. And uh, the Patriots won by four, so that worked out well, and we both cast our teasers. I'm teasing the... I'm going to do a six-pointer with the Bills plus two-and-a-half up to plus eight-and-a-half, and and the Packers from minus seven-and-a-half down to minus one-and-a-half. Bills... Um, you know, it is a revenge spot. I think they keep it to a one-score one game at worst. I am a little worried about the Cole Beasley news because he's kind of a huge weapon for them. But uh, as it might keep me off of them as a premium pick, honestly. But uh, definitely like this teaser. And uh, Saturday I'm teasing the Packers from minus 7.5 down to minus 1.5 at home against the Browns. Uh, it's a depleted Browns team due to COVID on a short week after playing on Monday and the Packers just don't lose at home where they're six and zero straight up six and zero against the spread this season. So that's definitely a leg. I feel really good about. Yeah. I mean, I, if you're playing a teaser this week, I, a six point teaser, I, I don't know how you don't include uh, the Packers. So, and, and I think the bills are one of the better six point teaser options as well. Um, just because I'm going in the other way and a 10 pointer doesn't mean I wouldn't do it with them at eight and a half. So, you know, yep. There's a ton it, of good 10-point options this week. There is. There is. It, There's it, a ton. The, the, the COVID stuff just scares me because they just – Yeah, you can – just don't know. Yeah, you've seen some of these lines move like eight points and stuff. So, yeah, I, if it yeah, gets, I believe, if it like, gets real bad. the Washington Eagles game had like 25 points worth of swings. Yeah. From going from like six to four to three yep. to three. I mean, it was just all over the place. So – I think I got it in at four and a half, like early in the week, and then it went up to twelve at one point, and then the game was called off and opened back up at like 
I don't even know. Okay. Under six, maybe, but I think I got six pretty early. Um, yeah, and then closed at nine and a half, ten. So it's just not. We're gonna see more of that with the relaxed rules they've got on guys being able to come back. So yeah, I know a lot of the guys didn't come back this week, but we got a little more time this week. Maybe you know we get some guys on Sunday that come back that are gonna do all sorts of crazy things with these uh, lines. So. Yeah, you, know, makes... you, you got to get some bets in early based on what you like, but you know, don't be afraid to come back. And if stuff goes wrong, you got to play the other side to get off of it. You, you got to do it. So yeah, for sure. And you know, it's like it's another good reason to sign up for like a long term package from us because then you can get the lines early um, as soon as we release them. So you, more, more times than not, you're going to get a better line if you bet it as soon as we release it. Um, but yeah, yeah I, the NFL. I don't. I don't normally wait. <laughs> on the NFL to bet like I almost never put in picks on Sunday they're always in before that right but, but at this point I might have to put in a few on Sunday because the, line, the way yeah. things are going right yeah I, I agree with you that typically you're not gonna the lines are gonna move with the money and that you you hope that you're on the side with the money most of the time so you're typically not gonna get a better money waiting late in the NFL yep but with in this case in this I mean, case you don't know yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, I still think we'll be on the right side of the moves more times than not, but um, but yeah, there's definitely some that will move the other way because there's out of things that are out of your control with COVID right now. But but there's still a lot of I mean there's there's huge great advantages to it too. So right. I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not knocking it at all. It's just it just makes things it just makes things a little more difficult. Just a um, little more time to research. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, Brandon, give out your Twitter handle to the listeners so they know where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me at B. Lee Sports Picks. And you can find me on Twitter at BetFirmsJack. Uh, get free picks daily from both of us on Twitter. Brandon on that uh, 6 one run since last week. And what is it overall now? Uh, I mean, it's 32-11 and over the last six weeks and 86-43 and since the beginning of August. All for free for you guys. All for free. Uh, sign up for a premium package for Brandon and I at sportscabin.com or betfirm.com and subscribe to us on iTunes. And uh, good luck with all your bets for Week 16 NFL and over the second week of the bowl season, guys. Thanks for listening to the sportscapping.com podcast. For more free picks and predictions, be sure to visit us at sportscapping.com.